The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, I want to welcome in studio an old colleague of mine, Anne Doyle. Good morning and welcome. Good morning, Pat, and thank you very much for having me here. It's lovely to be in with yourself and a very friendly newsroom. I wouldn't have thought that you and I would end up having a conversation about ghosts. Well, they're getting close, but why not? <laughs> the, the the next world looms as somewhat large. Um, you've always, though, had a, a kind of a, a thing about ghosts. You're a Wexford woman. Uh, did you live in rural County Wexford? Yes, and it really was very rural then. Uh, now, whereas, you know, so many people travel from Dublin, so many people have settled in Wexford. Um, people think of it as just a hop away, and I suppose it is, but... You know, when I was a child, uh, on the rare occasions, for example, that you might come to Dublin, it would have been a three, four hour trek. And where we lived was very rural indeed. And I think I was about nine or ten before we got electricity. And that helps the ghosts no end. They do love flickering shadows. Yeah. So that business of sitting around the fire... um you didn't have electricity in the earlier days. I don't know. Did you use oil lamps or what did you use? Yep, oil lamps. And um, if you were really lucky, you might have a chilly lamp, which gave a lovely light, actually. Yeah. But I was just thinking, you know, because of spending a lot of time with ghosts at the moment, uh, how, how spooky candlelight lamplight is. The flicker. Yeah. And, you know, uh, the customs that... I'm sure they exist in lots of places still of, say, the candles being lit for the dead, you know, for for um, all souls, mm. that type of thing. Uh, you could not believe in ghosts. Yeah. Um, you, you talk about being um, a scholarship girl and having to stay late at school and then walk the dark road home, which you wouldn't dare allow a young child to do these days. No, but I mean, it, it was a different world. My only fear was of the ghosts. The bell um, field, was it? Oh, the bell field, yeah. I mean, the, if that bell tolled, Pat, one of the days that bell will toll. <laughs> but amazingly, it hasn't yet. So uh, if you had passed the bell field and the bell tolled, you were done for? Or somebody in your family was done it, for? It didn't really necessarily carry that threat, but I think I certainly would have been done for because I think I would have dropped dead with a fright. <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, so if you were, if you were coming home from school, say six o'clock in the evening. Well, you know, in the heart of winter, then you you were talking about an hour and a half into the dark. Yeah. And really, when you left the village, there would be there was a little string of houses and lights, and after that, and that's how you made your way home. The really using you know, the the light from houses which might have been oil light or whatever yeah. flickering there and that's how you but made most, your way home but most of the road was in darkness because there weren't any houses so yeah it was absolutely petrifying and i mean i i really think you know on the very very rare occasions that you did actually meet somebody you met them with huge relief i i never crossed my mind that, that they, they could be near do well oh no not at all i just <laughs> assumed they were alive and that was good now it has brought you to this anthology of of ghost stories and you introduce everyone and you reintroduce me to Oscar Wilde and the Canterville Ghost, which is just a brilliant story. It's a wonderful, wonderful story. And I think, I don't care how often you might read it, I think 
it'll, it'll always make you laugh, actually, not just smile. Yeah. It'll make you laugh. It, it is only relatively spooky. I mean, it, it's, uh, yeah. it's a satire on, on America. It's so many things. I just love that story. And the one that I sort of cheated on, Pat, because they are Irish ghost stories, was um, the Saki one, The Open Window, because I, I just find that desperately yeah. funny. And I said I pleaded for that. Yeah, and that uh, foreigner gets gets in to be alongside people like WB Yeats has a ghost story. Oh, yes. A kind of a puzzling one, but then that wouldn't really surprise you, I suppose. Yeah, I, I also reread Flann O'Brien or Miles Nagopoline, Brian O'Nolan, call him what you will. His story is fantastic. It's really, in a way, a kind of a perfect story, isn't it? It is a perfect story. It's very Flann O'Brien-ish. Um, you know, when you think of the third policeman at Swim Two Birds and and those books, um, it's it's so much him. I mean, when I think of in the third policeman, the molecules going from the policeman's bottom into the bicycle and vice yeah. versa. The old the old interchange of molecules can be a tricky <laughs> thing. Uh, people on e-scooters ought to um, beware. <laughs> now, Sheridan Lefanu, tell me about him. Well, the the story that is featured in that anthology, I think is is a wonderfully frightening story because really most people only see the manifestation of a hand. Yeah. And that's kind of more horrid. Just a hand. Just the hand, except for the child. And it, it it's a very layered story, I think. There's a there's a kind of a, an extra little twist of horror in it. I'm not the better of all of this, Pat. I mean, yeah. Those uh, ghosts are in my head at the moment and I have the most dreadful dreams. Really? Oh. Just from rereading the stories yeah. and, and assembling mm-hmm. the, the compilation? Sort of, at the moment, they're just churning around mm-hmm. there in a big cauldron of fright. But I'll get over that. Now, we also have Bram Stoker, the author of Dracula, mm-hmm. famously. And his story is The Judge's House. Yeah. This is a real creepy one. Yeah. It's, it's, very, it's very effective, I think. Well, he was a wonderful storyteller. Um, one of the things, that actually, that made this a lovely job for me uh, was that I was familiar with quite a lot of the older stories yeah. or at least some of the writings, not necessarily the particular story. Uh, but I found a whole new world of modern writers. And when we had the um, the launch of this last week, uh, several of them came along uh, and it was really interesting to meet them. Um, it, you know, it was a great night and they were, you know, talking about their work, and their writing and so on. And it actually introduced me to really a whole world that mm. I wasn't acquainted with at all. I was reading over the weekend Catherine Brophy's uh, Arachnophobia. Oh, yes. Met her on Thursday night. <laughs> that, that, that's one that um, I will never look down the plug hole with the same equanimity no, again. Yeah, it, it does actually stay in your mind a bit because I am not particularly squeamish about insects or about spiders. But I did see a whopper about three weeks ago. And prior to that, I might have looked more closely in case it was one of those false widow. Yeah. But 
I didn't. I just took one look at it and I thought... It was a big fellow, was it? Yeah, it was was quite substantial. I took Mm. one look at it and left it. Mm. Because we've been talking about tourism and you never know what those tourists bring in their suitcases. What kind of critters (laughs) from other parts of the world are making themselves at home here in our lovely moderate climate? Yes, indeed. And we are, of course, supporting more exotic Mm. creatures by the day. Um, I was reminded of a ghostly um, mansion that one might visit. The last time I was in RTE, it was a bit like a ghost town. Ah, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was was late at night and the place was somewhat deserted except for your newsreading colleagues. Um, Kind of spooky. It was ever so. Ever so. Do you miss it at all? I don't, to be honest. Um, I was there long enough, you know. I was there for 33 years. And in the latter years, I suppose, I I enjoyed being there and I enjoyed the people I worked with. I had splendid colleagues, lovely colleagues, some of whom came along to my launch. And it was great to see, you know, old friends, Sean Dignan, Kevin Healy, you know, Tom McCochran, you know, you know, the great colleagues uh, and many with whom I worked, obviously, much more recently. But um, in the latter years, I think we did we did a great deal of radio during the day um, between Radio One and Lyric. Uh, more or less on the half hour, you were reading yeah. headlines and it, it became a bit of a treadmill, to be honest. Uh, I like radio, always preferred radio, which is probably why I worked on television. Um, but <laughs> you, know, you know how it is. But uh, yeah, I, I did get, it, I suppose I got weary of it, Pat, really. I'm getting on, you know. Yeah. W- what do you make of the current malaise that's afflicting RT? Well, I think it's quite shocking, actually. Um, and I have profound sympathy um for people working there because I cer- I certainly underestimated the impact. You know, when this whole business started, I didn't ever envisage such repercussions. For example, the uh, the licence fee. The decimation of the licence yeah, fee. I never thought that would happen. Um, I wouldn't have pe- thought people would react in that way. Frankly, I would have thought that not so many people maybe pay the licence anymore because of the different ways that people get their news and their entertainment and so on. But I certainly never would have seen that happening. I mean, it has been quite extraordinary. Quite extraordinary. It could have been handled better, differently. Oh, heavens, very differently. But it's been, to put it mildly, very unfortunate. But it's, you know, it's, it's... Sad to hear people speak now with so much concern and disappointment, I suppose, about the National Station. And Doyle, we won't talk television anymore. We'll just mention your ghostly book. It's called um, And Oil Presents Tales of the Other World, a frightful collection of Irish ghost stories uh, with Saki thrown in as well. And Doyle, thank you very much for joining Pat, us on the programme today. You. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.